Hey guys, welcome to my weekly series called Real Talk on Your Best Life. On these minisodes, Luca and I lift the curtain and talk about what's on our minds day to day, just trying to live our best life. Welcome back to another episode, another mini-sode of Your Best Life with Anna Victoria. I have Luca here with me. Hi, everyone. So today we wanted to give you guys an update about the breastfeeding struggles. So we discussed this on a prior mini-sode. And you guys, like, I cannot believe how much has happened and changed since then. We recorded that when she was five weeks old and she's 10 weeks old now. <laughs> I can't believe how quickly time is passing. But um, so if you haven't seen me share on Insta, pretty much um, we went through a really, really rough patch with breastfeeding for two and a half weeks. And I'm happy to say we got down to the root issue. And you guys, my mind is still blown. Like I cannot believe what it was that was affecting yeah, her, me too. her ability to feed. So we started having issues at about when she was about seven, seven and a half weeks old, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it was, I remember it was a Wednesday. It was Wednesday. She turns the next week old on a Monday, so it's Wednesday. And she just stopped latching. Yeah, oh, she just yeah. like, or, or she would latch for 30 to 60 seconds and pop right. off and be screaming. And it would take like 30 minutes to get a five minute feed. And yeah. it was a yeah. battle. It was so stressful and honestly devastating. Like I was. was in tears. It was. And we went like a couple of days. I remember we were like, okay, you know, she, she doesn't want to eat or like, you know, we, we were yeah. just trying to latch her. And then at one point we had to start switching to bottles to make sure yeah. she was actually feeding because she was actually eating from the bottle. Right. Right. Well, and, and that was, it was like a test. It was like, well, it was a test, let's yeah. see if she'll drink from the bottle and she, and it, so I would pump. So it was still, right. you know, breast milk and bottle feeding. And that was really weird. It was like, well, why, you know, and we do hear that a bottle preference is, is a thing. Um, and so Luca was doing paste feeding. So right. that she I was really making sure she was taking, you know, her time to actually, you know, drink from the bottle. I was keeping the yeah. bottle horizontal. I, I wasn't, you know, uh, I was making sure, you know, it would, it should support, it's supposed to take at least five minutes per ounce. Yeah. And for, for those of you who aren't parents yet or don't know, yeah. um, paste feeding is where you, it's, it's so important because if you just give them the entire bottle, and this is very specific to breastfed babies, by the way, it's right. different for right. formula, yeah. but if you just give them the entire bottle and they can chug, 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 finish everything in five minutes, they're going to learn that they don't have to work for it. Right. And on exactly. the boob they do. And so they're right. going to create a bottle preference because it's easier, The you know, the path to le of least resistance. Yeah. And so. Totally. And they're smart. They're really smart. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> they just, you know, start preferring the bottle. And there are a lot of things that come into play, you know, the shape of the bottle, the, the nipple that you choose for the for the bottle, you know, it's, it needs to be slow flow and stuff like that. So yeah, we did, you know, paste bottle feeding. So pretty much, um, you know, she, like I said, she was popping off. She wasn't feeding. There would be like one feed a day that would be decent. And then the rest were just a disaster. And the feeding you was usually in the morning, right? Early morning or in, in the middle night. of the night. So yeah. what we started doing is first I scheduled a lactation consultant appointment um, and she came and she was like, you guys are doing nothing wrong. Like from what I can see, you're doing everything right. Maybe she has a lip or a tongue tie. So I recommend you see a pediatric dentist. 
Um, she also recommended um, craniosacral therapy or CST, which is done by a chiropractor that is uh, specialized to work with infants. And it's, yeah, it's really, right. it's, there's no like um, adjustments on babies. It's really just like um, very, very light, gentle massage to release tension that usually stems from a uh, difficult delivery into this world, <laughs> which she definitely had. She definitely had. And at this point, there was a week, a week and a half that, you know, we were having problems, right? Right. And, and you guys, like, I want to say, I've said this before, like, we believe wholeheartedly that Fed is best. And this is why Absolutely. at one point we were like, okay, we need to stop putting her through this and putting me through this. Like, we just need to give her the, the, a bottle and I'm just going to start pumping. And we were so close to really just being like, okay, I'm just going to exclusively pump and we're just going to exclusively bottle feed her. And also, I did not have very much of a stash. Yeah, that's right. So it was very close that we were going to do formula. If we needed to go that route, it would have been okay. But you guys, I just knew that something was wrong. There, there was there was a root cause because she fed perfectly for the first seven weeks of her life. It's not like where from birth she had issues and we were struggling. Like, no, like everything was great. And kind of like one day there was a switch and it gradually was getting worse and worse. And that's what I wanted to get down to the bottom of. And like, like we said, in the meantime, we would give her bottles to not put us all through such emotional and physical distress. So what was the first appointment we had? It was a lactation consultant. And she yeah, that said, was the first one. Yep. everything looks great. So I suggest the CST and the pediatric dentist. Um, but then I had a pediatric physical therapist reach out to me to say, hey, like I keep getting tagged in your posts about these issues you're having. Um, I would love to help you. So we had a virtual consultation. She too, from what she could see, which is kind of hard to diagnose virtually, but she didn't seem to think that there was any one cause. She like it was another head scratcher. It was for my lactation consultant. It was for her as well. Uh, but she still gave us some really, really great tips. Yeah. Um, and then we had the CST appointment the next morning, which was great. Um, it, it was fine. She ended up like relaxing a ton. Yeah, it was she really, was really, relaxed, really yeah. cute. Then that evening, you guys, it was a week full of appointments. Um, that evening, we had the pediatric dentist appointment. Right. And um, unfortunately, due to COVID, only one parent could go in. And we chose for me to go in with her right, and sure. Luca yeah. was able to, he could like go around the back of the building and like yeah. look in through the window and like yeah. they opened it. And so he could they like hear everything. Yeah. 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 So, um, they assessed her for a tongue or a lip tie and Luca, do you want to share? So that she had no lip tie whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so no problems there. And, and then the dentist said that she does have a posterior tongue tie. But in her opinion, there was an elective operation, how would you say? Procedure, yeah. Okay. Like it's not, a posterior tongue tie is not so severe to where it would be right. significantly uh, interfering with her ability to latch a, right. an anterior tongue tie, which means the tongue tie is at the tip of the tongue. That absolutely is right. a case where it would be very necessary. Yeah, she said, you know, she, she it might solve the issue, but it might not solve the issue. So it's, it was very in the middle. And how did you feel about that, Luca? <laughs> well, the, the, my first gut reaction was, well, let's wait. Yeah. Right. right. That was my first thing. She mm -hmm. pretty much said it's not necessary. When she, she said, said that, it yeah. would be yeah. an elective procedure, it might help, it might not. 
and we're talking about taking a laser to our baby's mouth, we were like, um, no, <laughs> like we don't really want to do that unless it's absolutely necessary. Right. And so we decided to wait a week and see right. if things got better or not. And so this is the kicker, guys. Um, the pediatric physical therapist, the appointment that I had, her name is Giselle or Dr. Tadros. Um, she asked us to send her some pictures or videos of Aurora doing different things so she could assess how she's moving because Aurora was sleeping during the appointment. So, which it, at the end of the day, I feel like, thank God, because sending her these videos is what helped us solve the issue. So I sent her a video of Aurora doing tummy time. And it also, that wasn't even a video she requested, but I was like, oh, let me send it just to see if this helps. And she had a pacifier in. And Giselle said, um, by the way, I suggest not using those pacifiers. I suggest switching to the Avent Soothe pacifier because the one that you're using pushes their tongue down, something along these lines. It pushes her tongue down and kind of uh, inhibits her, her like latch muscles, her sucking muscles. Um, and you know, just, it would, it hurts her latch and it, it could prevent her from latching. So we coincidentally had been using the Avent Soothe and it's actually a very similar pacifier. It was the Ryan and Rose pacifier that it has a very similar design. We had been using those for the first six, seven weeks of her life. Yeah. And we switched away from it because to be honest, guys, on Instagram, I shared a story about her pacifier always falling out because the Avent one and the Ryan and Rose one, they're bigger and a bit bulkier and they don't stay in as much. And so many people were like, oh, get this one. You, know, This one stays in, it forms their mouth and it's smaller. So I ordered a ton of those and it's true. They did stay in and they didn't fall out as much. Um, so I didn't put two and two together because it took about a week of her using the smaller pacifiers or uh, the MAM pacifiers. Um, it took about a week of her using that for her to start having the breastfeeding issues. So she had been using the pacifiers for three weeks and then that's when we switched back to the Avid Suli. Coincidentally, we actually, it was the same day that we went to the dentist and we actually even asked the dentist, hey, what do you think about you know this pacifier? versus mm -hmm. the other one and she even confirmed yes you, need, you are supposed to use the orthopedic one right yeah right pretty much both of them the physical therapist and the pediatric um dentist said that the avent soothe is is uh orthodontically appropriate or something along those lines and you guys what not even 24 hours after 18 hours of going back to the other pacifier she started latching and feeding again. And I remember when that happened, Luca, you and I both were like, <gasps> like she yeah. left. she's not popping yeah. up. She's not screaming. Like what's, yeah. let's, you know, keep our fingers crossed. And at that point in time, we were like, let's see how the next feed goes. Like we weren't getting our hopes yeah. up. We really weren't, yeah. Oh, I'm like getting, I feel not stressed, but just like I feel the anxiety just talking about it and how we felt in that moment. Cause we were just like, okay, things might be getting better, but we don't, we don't want to hold our breath. But here we are day five and we have been successfully able to breastfeed her 100% of, of the times since we switched her back to the Avent Suvi pacifiers. Yeah, we didn't need to give her a bottle, not even one time not in these last five My days. My mind is blown, you guys. A freaking pacifier. And I, I want to say, so I want to say a few things. 
um, that first, every baby is different because I shared about this on my Anna and Luca page. Um, you guys, I got a lot of really angry messages from women that are like, but the man pacifier was the only one my baby would take. You know, like, how dare you say that you don't recommend that? You guys, I don't recommend it. Like for me, for my experience, it completely destroyed Aurora's ability to latch. Yes, every baby is different. And that's why I'm sharing this because there might be, and there actually are already women reaching out to me saying, since I've shared my stories, that their babies are able to latch again. Like that is serious. So like, yeah, I'm going to share how the ma'am for us completely destroyed her ability to latch. Just because that's the case for Aurora doesn't mean that it hurt your baby in any way. Right. You just Every baby is different and their, I don't know, their tongue mechanics are different. And it, if it didn't impact your baby, that's amazing. But there are so many women that have reached out to me saying that they either had the same exact thing happen or that literally within 24 hours of me sharing these stories that after weeks of them struggling with their baby, that their baby is back to breastfeeding. Like, that's huge to me. I think so, yeah, I think so too, yeah. Yeah, so like I was really taken aback to get these messages. Someone told me I was mom shaming because I was sharing my story about how the ma'am for us, I wrote on my story, zero out of 10 would not recommend and she was upset at that. But like, you guys, I don't recommend it. Like I'm always gonna be one, super brutally honest about what products do and don't work for us. It, that doesn't mean that they don't work for you. You know, n nothing is a one size fits all. Nothing is black and white. Every baby is different. Um, so anyways, <laughs> I just have to add that in there. I feel like um, this, I could go on, on a whole nother mini soda on this topic, but you know, I think that it's just so important to remember that if, you know, something did or didn't work for you, just because someone says it did or didn't work for them, that's in no way an attack on your motherhood, parenthood choices, you know? Um, so yeah, but with all that being said, you guys, like I just, my mind is blown. Um, nipple confusion is something that a lot of people were saying uh, was going on with the pacifier. And I'm not sure if that's exactly it. I think that might be kind of like a blanket descriptor, but for her, it's not so much because nipple confusion really, what that is deep down is a preference. So like same thing with a bottle, it's a bottle preference, not so much right. nipple confusion. And if you say nipple confusion with a pacifier, that means that they have a preference for it. And hey, maybe they do because she didn't have to work as hard to keep it in because right, it formed exactly. so much. So maybe, maybe that is the way to describe it. But um, at the end of the day, for Aurora, it was inhibiting her ability to latch. And I feel like that 18 hours that she had the Advent Soothie, how I think about it being a personal trainer is like she, that was a time that she was like reworking those muscles and like building them back up for her to be able to latch. So. And you're also limiting the pacifier, even with this new pacifier now. We're also giving it to her really when, when she really, really needs it. Otherwise, even more gonna, so. <laughs> yeah, than even before. more so. Yep. So that's it, guys. Um, you know, I only want to share my experience to help people. Um, you know, like I said, just keep in mind that every baby is different and that's okay. And this is what helped me. Um, I hope it helps someone else. If not, then maybe if you have a friend that someday struggles, you can just pass it on to them. So, um, all right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this mini-sode and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye.